Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Hustle and Heart. This is Sophie Wang, and today we have a wonderful guest on the pod this lovely Sunday, Chinmayi. Welcome. Hi, my name is Chinmayi Sakari. Um, I don't know uh, for an introduction. Yeah. I am a sophomore. I'm an international studies major, minoring in business and philosophy and informatics, and. I'm very excited to be on this podcast episode with <laughs> Sophie. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, we're super happy to have you, and I guess we'll dive in, obviously, with our highs and lows of the week. Um, let's start off with lows, because got to get those out of the way. Do you want to go ahead? Mm-hmm. So I think my low for this week was definitely adjusting to my class schedule because school is back on track. So in terms of sleep, in terms of finding out what to eat during the day and what times and fitting that in with my schedule, that has definitely been a low because some of my classes around noon or there from odd times between like 12 to 2 where I have had to like adjust my eating habits. So like grab something from like the Kelly Cafe or like run to Wells and maybe not have enough time to get what I want from like the basement. So in terms of adjusting my food, in terms of adjusting my sleep schedule and just staying hydrated, I feel like that has definitely been a low and affected my ability to like focus and just like power through the day. Yeah. But hopefully it will get better, honestly. Yeah. The routine of the semester. Yeah, I think like just understanding our basic needs and like the staples to what keep you sane hydration food sleep um the minute or the the periods in which they're kind of like at a low or they're just not at normal functioning capacity definitely i feel like when you look back on it you're like i don't want to continue operating at that kind of level if that makes sense um so i get it completely and i think it's nice for you to acknowledge that during the first week of school mm-hmm. because we still have like so many other weeks left. So yes, definitely opportunity. Um, a low for me would be, this is mixed in with my high. So I think the low would be I'm coming back to school and I just feel like more on edge. Um, and I guess I identify more at this point in my life with being a quote-unquote type A person. And so because I'm planning and being productive and structuring my time at the same time, I feel like I'm more like tense and I'm more on edge and perhaps more anxious. And I really don't like that feeling. I definitely know what you're saying. Yeah. I think it it starts at the end of every break for me where it's like I am going to have to get out of like my like shell or like my little cave that I've been resting in and now I'm gonna have to get back to work and for me it's in terms of expectations so like I believe I set too many expectations for myself Mm. before even coming to school and just starting everything and figuring it out so like maybe on the bus ride back to school I'll be setting a lot of these expectations like oh I want to accomplish this 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 before the end of the semester or I'm really gonna be like great with my health I'm going to like eat like perfect like I'm gonna eat clean I'm gonna get this much sleep and the second it just like doesn't work out a little bit it all like falls apart yeah like I start to disappoint myself and go on that edge or like on that like role of like anxiety or like anxious self that you talk about yeah so like I understand coming to coming back to school can definitely be like nerve-wracking a little bit because 
you have the whole semester ahead of you and you can either make it or break it for yourself. Yeah. And I, I think that like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And I think I'm learning more and more that in my interactions, especially because I think when I am, especially in Hodge, like I interact with a lot of people throughout the day, I'm learning that you don't have to be maximally like maximize every interaction because it's just not sustainable. I come home to my roomies who I'm very close to and I'm like, I'm just so drained. And I'm like, I don't want to show up to my house like with my closest friends, like just completely drained from my day and just this bundle of stress. So I think definitely like I have that make it or break it mentality, but I'm learning more like not everything has to be like that because in the long run, like I can kind of be in the middle in this like gray space and still be fine. That's yeah. important to realize that there is a gray space. There is like a moment of time that you have to give yourself to just focus on the doing. Yeah. Or just focus on like being whatever you're you are. In the present. Yes. Yeah. Like, um, I know for myself some a lot of things don't work out. So like, um, let's say I um let's say I have I have class that ends at two fifteen and then I have another class that starts at like two thirty. And I know I have those fifteen minutes and usually in between that time I try to like go grab like a snack and then head to my next class. But sometimes if I have to talk to a professor, I get so anxious because I'm like, okay, now I have to talk to him. How am I gonna grab my snack and make it to class? I'm not gonna make it on time yeah. or like I'm not going to have enough time to sit down and, like, take all my stuff and gather my materials and be prepared before class even starts. But it's important to know that you just do it. Like, just go talk to the professor. You may not even – it may not even take the amount of time you thought it was going to take. Like, it might even be over in, like, a minute, whereas you would have thought it's definitely going to take more than five minutes to talk to him. But, like, you can get that over in a minute. And if you're just there in the present with the professor and you're talking and interacting with him, the more – um, efficient that conversation will be and the more it will just get you to do other things and like if you get out of that conversation you can just give yourself more time and just focus on being yourself and then allow yourself to give more time to be like okay now I have more time than I thought I like was gonna have and I can just maybe grab this snack or like I can even go to class and set up like and then go to the bathroom or something yeah or, like I can just do what I want to do it doesn't have to be like such like a schedule or like it doesn't have to stress me out I can just be what I want to be yeah like not one thing is one thing is not going to like make it or break it it yeah honestly absolutely so I think bridging that into my high um coming back to school I mean over break I you know had a great time Vegas loving life (laughs) not 21 though so um but you know coming back I feel more productive. I just, I have a schedule. I feel like every piece of time that I'm using is being used towards some sort of goal that I've laid out for my week. Um, I'm having interactions that I am enjoying and seeing people that I've missed. So I feel productive and I feel like I'm using my time well. Um, and I think that's a great feeling, a feeling of accomplishment that I wasn't getting during break. I was instead like watching many seasons of many different things so that's what would be my high um to talk about feeling accomplished or just starting off fresh I feel like the beginning of the semester is so 
clean for us. Like, we have a new start to ourselves. And not only a new semester, but, like, right now we have, like, a start to, like, a new year. Mm-hmm. And it's really good to get into the habits and, like, practices of, like, goal setting or just, like, doing little things and making it, like, a habit of or, like, a daily lifestyle for the rest of the year to, like, just embed it into your life, yeah. you know? So I feel like, for me... I'm really trying to focus on my health as well as academics this semester because last semester focusing too much on academics played a toll on my health. Yeah, so, not worth it. Yeah, it's really not because you can't, for me, you can't completely focus on your academics and be doing well while your health is deteriorating because your body won't listen to you or it won't put all the attention on the work that you need to do when you are not taking care of yourself first. So for me, it's like, putting in the habits of like okay getting up and just like meditating for even like five minutes in the morning and then getting like a fresh start of your day or like doing yoga and if yoga doesn't work out right away in the morning then like trying to find just 20 minutes to fit some stretches in or doing something to just accommodate it into your daily life so that it becomes a long-term habit for like the rest of the semester because if I know if I don't do it every day, it's, like, not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting because um, while we're talking about, you know, goal setting and just planning out our lives or just wanting to move towards something greater, I think one habit that I've just implemented since the beginning of junior year has been to move every day. And to me, that means not going to the gym necessarily and hitting a really hard workout, but maybe it means I hit the gym two times a week, I go climbing one like two times a week, and then the other three days I'm at home and I just do like a 20 to 30 minute ab series that I make myself or I watch a video. It's balance, right? So not everything needs to be like at this same level of intensity, but at least I'm moving every day. My body's going to appreciate it because I get so like like I don't know how to describe it like just not anxious but like I just need to like move tense yeah. yeah I just need to do something yeah. and I think to have the goal of moving every day it puts the pressure off of being like I have to work out perfectly every day mm-hmm. and I've been able to maintain that like since the beginning of junior year and I think I would much rather have a goal like moving every day versus like hit the gym four times a week yeah you I feel like the goals as as specific as they need to be sometimes it's good to just make them a little relax or like chill out on yourself because if if I make sure like okay if I make a goal that's like meditate for an hour every day for yeah. the week right when you wake up <laughs> I know that's gonna stress me out because there's no way that I'm going to meditate for an hour before yeah. I hit my 9 30 or 8 a.m class on Mondays and Tuesdays so for me it's like okay meditate try to meditate every day yeah and if that doesn't work out give yourself a break for that day and just start off fresh the next day without like quote-unquote like punishing yourself uh, for yes. not like doing that certain thing because we're like we are our worst critics when we don't do something and we beat ourselves down for it so much and it affects when we the next time we do it right because it's like guilting ourselves it's like saying we didn't do it the last time I feel so shame now like I'm filled with so much resentment or like I'm embarrassed or like I'm this and that like I didn't go to the gym last week at all like how am I gonna get up and like go to the gym this week right understanding that 
okay, like it didn't work out, but like throughout the course of time, I have been moving, I have been working out, I know I can go to the gym, or I know like, okay, I didn't meditate yesterday, but this morning I have 10 minutes and I can allocate these 10 minutes to meditate today. Yeah. And at the end of the week, you'll be surprised how much more you have accomplished by just looking at the little things like, oh, I even though I meditated just for a few minutes every day, I meditated every day. Right. Yeah. So, absolutely. And I think that bridges into holding yourself accountable, but not, like I said, punishing yourself. Like you said, I think giving yourself grace and compassion to the point where you can continue something because you know it's always a work in progress. And I think for me, I am learning more and more that the best ways to hold myself accountable are not to be extremely strict and rigid and, um, you know, get upset when I don't do something well, um, but more so to be like, you're right, today's a new day, let me start it over. And in addition to that, for the type of person that I am, there's this um, personality test called the, I think it's the Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. I don't know if you've heard of her. I haven't. Um, But I'm an obliger, so it falls into one of four categories, which means that I'm outwardly motivated and I thrive with outer expectations, but I resist inner expectations. (laughs) she's pointing at me I feel that so much yeah so it's like um you know what my professors expect me to show up in class and participate I'm going to be one of the best participators in the class my friends want me to show up um at a hangout or they want to um you know they want to call me or talk I'm there for you 100% but for myself when it's like oh like you should try to log your food every day just to see how many macros you're eating. I'm just making this up. <laughs> just to see how many macros you're eating. And I literally cannot do it. I know. But I'm learning to hold myself better accountable. I must have like a buddy to do something with. I agree. To tackle the things together. Because I know that they're going to hold me accountable more than I'm going to hold my, myself. But together, we hold ourselves equally accountable. I, um, to add on to that... Uh, in high school I did theater and I had like I told you like a group of friends to do everything with and yeah we all did theater and as much um fun it was to get along with them with that it was also very productive like ironically we all were very productive with our time like when auditions came around we would all hype each other up one of us would like sign us up for like a practice room we would get a practice room and do all of our audition like material together Mm -hmm. we would hype each other up and we'd be like okay we can all do this like even though not all of us are going to make the play like let's let's do it because this is what we love and we all love each other and um we were the best at it because we helped each other improve along every single way and we didn't beat each other down so like if one person was not able to make it to those audition practices or if they were like, I'm not sure I'm, I'm going to do the, I'm not sure I'm going to audition for this show, we wouldn't be like, oh, that's, damn, <laughs> you're, you're this. Like, or, we didn't, we didn't criticize them on that. Yeah. We were like, okay, like, you want to come, you want to see us, like, you want to help us out, like, you can just see us, like, practice for our auditions or, like, you're welcome to come whenever you want or, like, we would be like, oh, like, let's, 
let's all perform in front of her yeah. so like she'll be able to see all of this like she doesn't know what's coming so we'd like surprise her with like all Aww. of our things so having like a group of people for me is very important versus just like one or two people and I think this semester I'm gonna try to find more than just two people I can go to the gym with or even like make a goal with them or like try to find a similar activity or hobby that I enjoy with them and then do it together yeah so um I know one of my friends really likes to work out but like whenever it's the two of us we are we're like the worst combination of people when we're together because when we say we're gonna work out (laughs) the time comes to work out and we're like so let's not work out That's so interesting. So I think if we have more people, I think if I gather two or three more friends with us, and then if we're like, let's not work out, but like they're gonna work out, so we need to work out, right? And we have like a group mentality. I feel like that helps push your goals even more. Yeah. So for me, it's like a group thing because that's how I was raised. But definitely, like having at least one person next to you like helps with the process so much more because. At the end of the day, for me, it's like, I'm not alone in this. For me, it's like, I'm not alone in this world trying to, like, accomplish my own thing. There's someone else who's going through the same thing as me. Absolutely. And it's it becomes sort of, like, like an empathy thing or, like, knowing, like, a companionship thing. Like, we're doing it, but we're doing it together, so it matters even more. Yeah. Yeah. One plus two equals four. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think, like... Um, so I recently read this book. I might have mentioned this last week on last week's podcast, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Have you heard of that? I have not, okay. but that sounds no very interesting. Um, and it talks about synergy and that being, you know, when you have synergistic collaboration, literally, like, that's where the best type of levels of work come out because people are on the same page and working out of their comfort zones and out of their normal um, mentalities when they're together and they're able to create so much more together than they were than they would be able to by themselves so I guess linking that to the question for you on how do you find ways to push yourself out of your comfort zone or experience moments of synergy with throughout your life Okay, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. For me, the type of mentality is, like, the... I look at the consequences I will face if I don't do something. Really? That helps. That motivates me so much more than looking at just the benefits. Okay. Because when, when I look at it that way, it becomes an option for me. And then it gives me, like, a room to, like, complain or be lazy or just be, like... Oh, I don't want to do this. But, like, if I know that there's, like, a consequence or, like, some sort of, like, punishment that I'm going to get if I don't do it, okay. then I will do it. And I really? won't complain. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. I realized that when I was a freshman in college and I came to school and I was trying to get into Kelly. I was not a, a direct admit. Okay. And I think... My parents were like, "Try, you need to get into Kelly. Like, we came, we, you're going to this school, be, like, for Kelly. Like, Indiana University is known for Kelly. Like, you're an out-of-state student. Like, you need to work hard this semester so you can apply and get in. Okay. And for me, that was like, oh, shoot. Like, the pressure is on. Like, I need to get into Kelly or else I'm not going to be in school. Like, I'm not going to be going to Indiana University next year. I'm not going to be around my friends. And at that point... Working hard, doing well in school, or, like, just 
studying didn't become like an option it became a necessity and that helped me become 10 times more productive than if I knew it was an option to like just succeed yeah so I remember how productive I was that semester like I would I like I don't even know how I'm saying this but I would wake up at like six o'clock oh my goodness yeah I know I would wake up at six I would walk over to Wells at like by seven and Mm -hmm. I would start working like I would just do k21 like on repeat until I understood everything because I was like if I don't understand this one small thing it can affect my grade which can affect my semester grades which can affect my GPA and then my admission into Kelly so for me it was like every moment counts wow as like a pressure or consequence so for me that helps me a lot so when I look at like working out or like um Honestly, like when I look at working out, staying in shape and all of that, I look at it as a consequence because it's like, if I don't work out, I will be getting so many health consequences. If I don't work out, my acne will break out even more. If I don't work out, this will happen. But of course, you have to be, um, you have to be that kind of person in order for it to work. You can't put it all on yourself and be like, I'm going to start thinking of it like this now because then it's it's only going to make it worse for that individual. Right. Some sort of suffering, I feel like. Yeah, because it depends on the person. If it works for you, then it works for you. And if it doesn't, then you can you can change your mentality and look at it in a different way. It's just how it works for me because I know that like, okay... Um, I didn't work like I didn't work out yesterday, but I still give myself that time to like heal or like understand myself. Like, okay, I didn't work out yesterday, but then I reflect. I'm like, I know my skin will become worse if I don't work out today again. Ah. So I should work out today. It should be. I think it's also similarly like a way my parents have raised me. It's like a duty. You have to think of it as a duty and not as like an a wish or like an like a. I don't know, like something you want to do. Mm -hmm. It should just be a duty. Like it's a duty to exercise. It's a duty to eat healthy. It's a duty to do your schoolwork and like progress in your studies. Yeah. So if you just think about it as something you have to do versus you want to do, you can honestly like, you can go like beyond places that you even knew you could reach. Yeah. You know, that's really interesting. I have two things because they popped into my head. The Mm -hmm. one about the duty, I think... The way you talk about it, I think, is a reflection on how disciplined you are, or at least how disciplined you were conditioned to be, and you've also taken that on as you've gotten more independent from, I'm assuming, your family and your environment growing up. And it's so interesting to hear you talk about that because to me, I just see that as raw discipline, waking up at 6 a.m., dedicating yourself to every moment of that K201 class. And... um, I really admire that about you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, The second thing I wanted to say was um, so interesting how you are able to reflect on yourself and talk about the consequences because for me, it's about the opportunity. Um, And I think that for me at least, I, I usually operate on vision. I'm like, if I see an end goal or I see what something could become, I'm like, got to do anything to do it. So for example, um, this semester I teach SRC classes. Um, yeah, at the SRC I teach HIT and one of my like dreams freshman year when I came into college after going to my first group exercise class was like, wouldn't it be so cool to like lead the class, be the one with staff on their backs, be the one with the mic. Um, and 
I didn't do it for a while because of timing. But this year, my junior year, I was like, I can just see what it would be like to do that. And I was like, I could just imagine it. And every time I went into a group exercise class, I was like, wow. But like, what if I could be the person on the other side? So I freaking signed up for the training on a whim in addition to i in addition to WIB, in addition to recruiting. And I was like, why not? Did this like seven week, five hours a week training program. And even though it was kind of not fun at times and I was learning about anatomy, kinesiology, physiology, things that I would never learn about as a business major and not necessarily I would ever want to learn. I was like, you know, I was like, it's okay because I'm going to be a group exercise leader. I'm going to have my own class. I'm going to be a staff. I'm going to have a mic. I was like, this is all going to be okay. It's going to be worth it because I'm working towards this vision, this opportunity. And one day I'll get to do this and it will be worth it to have gone through all of this. That's amazing to hear from the other end. Yeah. Like the other side of like thinking basically. Because yeah. As you're telling the story, I could just picture myself in that and be like, I would have never done that. Yeah. Unless there was like some sort of pressure on me to do sure. it. Like if I was like, oh, um, I mean, I apologize for this way of thinking, but it's like, <laughs> for me, it was like, let's say I didn't have a job this semester and I knew I needed a job. Yeah. And I knew I also needed to work out. Yeah. And I was like, there is no way I'm going to get a job or I'm going to also be able to work out while I have a job. Yeah. Unless it's as a, unless it is as a group exercise leader Ah. from the SRSC. Yeah. So I would have chosen that particular job. Uh as like the only way I can find a time for me to work out and to like make money on the side or something like that. I would have found a way for it to be like the end all be all sort of thing. And then to every training I would go or to everything I would do, I would just be like, I have to do this. Ah. That's how I would think of it as. Or like, I have to train these people today because I know I will make money out of it. I know it will make me happy at the end of the day. And I know that I will have worked out and I would have, I will feel accomplished at the end of the day. But if I don't do this, I'm just going to sit at home, not make bank, not work out, just feel horrible about myself. That's so interesting. Yeah. I just don't, um, I feel like I, I don't work in terms of vision because, I don't know, maybe it has to do with me moving so much in my past. I just, my life has been so unpredictable sure. that having a vision sometimes for me, I 9 out of 10 know that it probably won't work out. Ah. So like the vision doesn't seem too trusting for me. Gotcha. Whereas the consequence I know will have much more of a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. And I think that what I appreciate is that we're both understanding each other and yeah. respecting each other, but I think we know we're different in yeah. those ways, which is cool. And I think um, in the world, everyone is going to be operating on some different level of that spectrum yeah. of thinking. So definitely very realistic to have two different perspectives in one room. And I honestly, I would love to think your way, like in terms of like vision or opportunities, because I feel like that would open so many more doors for me okay and just thinking of it like in terms of consequentialism yeah well I think that it's always the grass is greener on the other yeah, side not to course. say that idiom or whatever I don't know if that's an idiom I, I don't know I think it's <laughs> just like, some saying yeah yeah because I think that while I would love to be like it's all great over here <laughs> I think I you know sometimes 
am like the least or one of the least logical people at times and I don't understand the risks and the consequences necessarily because I just my brain is like you know so like I I just thought of an example of this it's very minor but I went to go get my contacts ordered the other day and I went into the store and I was I had insurance money like $150 or something like that to just spend on contacts and the woman was like okay how many boxes do you want to get and I was like okay I'll just get the amount that like meets the insurance um amount so she was like okay well if you want to get four boxes that's going to be over your insurance or whatever but if you get three, it'll be under. Mm-hmm. So she said, you can get two of one eye and one of the other eye. My dumb brain. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, I'd rather be under the insurance than over. Like, I don't want to spend extra money. Mm-hmm. So I got two boxes for, oh, one, for eye. one eye. Yeah. And then you're going to have to go over it anyways. To yes! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I came home and I was like totally fine with my decision. The box, the box comes in a month later and my dad is like what <laughs> you got two for one eye and one for the other and no, I was like <laughs> he's like you're dumb you're gonna have to reorder that box anyways I can as much as how, di- how different we seem we may be yeah I can totally see myself doing that yeah um whenever um my dad asks me to like run errands or do something I always unintentionally always Find a way to mess it up. Ah. Like, I know over the over winter break, I painted. Um, I painted. I we changed the colors of my room. So like we painted our rooms a different color, like my bedroom and like the guest bed. And my dad asked me to go to Sherwin Williams to pick out some colors, and he was like, "Make sure like the way he is, because he knows I'm gonna screw something up." He was like, "Make sure to get like the sample sizes." And make sure to tell them that we have a contractor, like a painter, so we get the discount. So I'm like, okay. And then, like, I'm checking out, and I'm like, hi. And he's like, so he's like, oh, do you want, like, the quart size for these? And I was like, yep, yep, quart size, assuming that was a sample size. What I didn't know that the quart size ended up being this big. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's huge. Like, literally half the size of the normal gallons. Yeah. And I brought them home, and I was like, oh, quart size. Like, they look so small. And I was like, Dad, look. Like, I got these, and I even got the discount because I mentioned the contractor. My dad was like, Shmai, you got, you got a tester for three different colors oh, in no. a quart size. He's like... That is really big. He's like, do you know how small sample sizes are? He was like, sample sizes are the size of like a coffee cup. Oh. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that. And he was just like, it's it's okay. He's like, it's fine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can return them. And he was like, no, it's okay. It's it's fine. Because he knew there was some way I would mess it up. Yeah. But like, I always find a way to mess it up. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm also illogical. I feel like everyone is at times. At times, yeah, absolutely. Everyone goes through that. No one's the perfect human being. Right. Well, I think, um, I guess as we like continue, as we start to wrap up a little bit, um, just understanding you, like I've gotten to know you this year when you joined Web, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that I always notice about you is um, even when you seem to be in experiencing stress or you you know are tired um you always operate with such peace from a an outer level like from when someone else views you or at least Mm -hmm. when I see you I see you um just 
so peaceful and exuding. <laughs> I don't know how to thank describe you. it. Oh, thank you. And I am, I would say I can be peaceful mm-hmm. and I, my goal is to like be grounded in the best way possible at all times, but I'm also turbulent, I think. <laughs> yeah. And how are you able to maintain that sort of peace within your mind or when you interact with others? Um, honestly, for me, it has to do with meditation. Okay. Because I've been doing it since I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Um, all of high school, I would meditate, like, every day. Like, every morning for half an hour with my parents. They would make me, yeah, in the best way. Like, I loved them for it. Because the time that they had to go to work and the time when high school started was pretty early. Like, I would wake up at 7 do it till like 7.30, and then they would also head to work around 8, 8.30. So the timing of it worked out, and I was able to do it with them. And having them hold me accountable for it was amazing. So um, meditating for like those two or three years of my life really found like fundamentally changed me as an individual okay. because even when I am stressed out, I know at the end of the day I'll still be alive. I'm still going to have food. I'm still going to be able to sleep. I'm still going to have, um, like, the long-term relationships I've had my whole life around me. Like, even when everyone is freaking out, to me, it just doesn't impact me so much. Okay. Like, if there is an exam the next day, and I know I don't know anything for the exam, although, like, it honestly will stress me out, and I will be doing the work, and I will be studying, I know that if I do, for some reason, fail this exam... It won't, it won't kill me. Yeah. I'll still be here and I'll still have people around me and everyone will still be as loving and supportive towards me as I would towards them for going through something like this. And like, if I don't get a good grade in that class, I still have the option to retake it. And if I do retake the class, it's not going to be so high stakes that I'm not going to get the dream job that I wanted because my life isn't laid out for me like that it's different according to every person it's in the hands of their own fate like you're in control of your own life like for me it's like not every little thing matters it's the fact that you 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 like can sleep at night and like you can function throughout the day you can still talk to the ones you love and like you can just go throughout that and like that's what life is like it's not dependent on like these small like I don't know how to, what to call them. Like, it's not dependent on, um, I don't know what to call it. Okay. Not even, like, schoolwork or, like, not even, not even, like, materialistic things. But it's, in terms of expectations, like, your life is not all about, like, meeting certain standards or, like, doing certain things. Like, if it doesn't work out, like, honestly, you can even drop out of college, the next day if you wanted to like for me it's like not everything is laid out for you like that yeah well I think it's almost a zooming in versus zooming out mentality yeah. on when you're zoomed in and I've been in that situation especially when um things are very stressful or busy it's like I'm just I'm so into the moment and into everything that has to be done and the task yeah. at hand that I'm unable to see the bigger picture which yeah. is exactly what you said Having the basic necessities of sleep, friends, food, like, family. You know what I mean? And um, 
That's why I think that like the more zoomed out you are and you can see your life and your world more holistically, I think um, the better off and maybe less stressed what people will be in the yeah, future. Because I think it has to do with me moving around so much and even in high school a lot of things just not working out for me in like the best way like I know the college I wanted to go to I wanted to go to NYU and I wanted to pursue journalism for the longest time yeah and what happens to me like I get I get deferred so I was like great this would only happen to me and I was like okay so then I wait till the next semester and then I get waitlisted so not everything that's just one example of how things didn't go my way but like a lot of things in my life have not gone the way I've planned them out to become sure which goes along with me not becoming such like a visionary person but that helped me out in the best way because I just I was like I was able to see the other end when I didn't get into the school I wanted, when I accepted that I was going to go to IU, and when I made so many great relationships here, and I saw the pros of it. Like, I'm closer to home. I've made so many great friends here. It's not as um, difficult or challenging as, like, coursework-wise, as NYU maybe would have been. Like, I have so many things here. And, like, in the best way... I was like, honestly, if I was at NYU, I maybe not have even done well in terms of my schoolwork because of how big the city is and because of how many distractions there are. Like, I'm thankful that Bloomington is such a small town because it gives us time to just focus on the university. And um, just, like, knowing that there's, like, an other end to things. Like, yeah. that, that just gives me some peace. Like, yes, like, um, you're not going to get, like, the best grade in, like, one of your exams Maybe you're not going to, like, get this one internship or whatever. But, like, knowing that there's another end and, like, sometimes you just have to go through a hard time. You just have to. Like, my have-to mentality. Like, you just have to go through it because you know that if you don't, in the future when you don't deal with rejection or you cannot deal with, like, failure, it's just going to pile up. Yeah. So, for me, it's, like, think, being thankful that I can deal with rejection at this young of an age. Yeah. In order to, like, mold myself into, like, um, just, like, a more stable person for the future. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Of course. I loved doing this with you. Yay! Okay, well, thanks, everyone, for tuning into the pod. And look forward to some future episodes. And we're going to sign off. Bye!